1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
0: Jerry Jones coming up live at 8.30 this morning here on your home of America's team. Sean Sharif, Art J. Choppy, and our Cowboys insider Bobby Bell with you. Thank you for being a tolo. Congrats to whoever won the Green Day tickets. We'll do it again tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday, of course, the big baseball story is the details of how Shohei Otani is going to be paid. He basically has taken $2 million for the next 10 years so the Dodgers mm. can spend more now to surround him. And apparently it was Shohei's idea. So $2 million for the next 10 years. Then between the years 2034 to
3: 2043, he'll get $68 million per. I don't care for that. <laughs> I don't care for that at all. They Think it's cheap. Think it's a way. It's it's, uh, it's a loophole. Now, no. Nobody likes loopholes more than me. I yeah. love a good loophole. I was gonna say this is I, right up your alley. It is, but it's going against me here. That's a problem. Okay, I don't like that. Oh I, my god! If the Rangers did this, we'd be throwing another parade, parade, today. parade, because it's smart, it's genius.
4: Uh, Rangers may have to do it out of necessity, not just to pay if they're uh, if they're not going to get their TV deal done.
3: Yeah, for sure. But like, you know, the Dodgers do this, and it's like uh, no, it's 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 uh, it's like Walmart finding a tax loophole. So it is. Oh yeah, I don't want that. I want Mon Podge over here to have a tax loophole. I don't want Walmart, but whatever. Yeah,
4: but I mean, you you can't have like the the Oakland A's and like their their suggestion would be like, uh, can we pay you a million dollars for seven hundred years? Like that would be that you can't. That's what you'd run into. The Dodgers are you know the the payday is going to come quicker than the Bobby Bonilla thing. Even like they are going to have the end of the contract. Then they've got ten years or nine years, whatever it is, to pay off that six hundred eighty million remaining. But this does feel like something that. This can't be good for competitive balance no. or anything else. No. And as much as John Heyman and some others were going like, look, at the end of the day, it's good for baseball that the Dodgers got Otani. Like, like they need, Otani needs to go somewhere like that. Yeah. I, I think you can make a better argument that, no, there, there should be an environment fostered where Otani can end up with a team like Milwaukee or Toronto. Whoever. Yeah. I mean, honestly.
0: And I love these types of things. This is before the $2 million a year came out. Just putting Otani's contract in perspective, I love this. I love this type of stuff. One hundred ninety-one thousand seven hundred eighty dollars per day. One hundred ninety-one thousand dollars per day, per hour. Shohei would have been making seven thousand nine hundred ninety dollars per hour. This makes me sick. One hundred thirty-three dollars per minute, and a measly two dollars twenty-one. Cents a
4: second. Broke boy. If you just do I mean
0: <laughs> his seven hundred million dollar seventy million average annual value, eight million more than the athletics entire payroll in 2023. It's one million more than the Orioles, five million more than the Pirates, and nine million more than the Rays. His seventy million a year. His seven hundred million eclipses. The money spent on all players across the first day of NHL Free Agency <laughs> in 2023. Uh, NHL Free Agency saw $646 million spent in the first day for the whole league. Shohei wiped that out, and he'll make more in a season than the entire Minnesota
3: Wild active roster cap hit. Garbage. Garbage. What? He, this was before we figured out yeah. he was getting $2 million a year. Yeah, so the $2 million a year, $68 million deferred, and the Dodgers... I did some numbers. The well, Dodgers could put this into a like a fund, a CD, a trust, whatever they want to call it, and they can earn interest on the money, and then they pay them. So, if they were to do it right now, just a very basic standard interest on a on a ten year note, um, that sixty eight million they put the sixty eight million all into one, no- it it it's worth ninety million at ten years. So instead of paying them sixty eight million dollars in twenty thirty four. They're going to take the $22 million off the top of that, really only going to pay him forty-six out of pocket. All and right. then if you, and if you go to the 20 year mark, so 2043, that money is worth $121 million. So instead of paying him $68 million there, they're going to wind up paying him basically nothing. They're essentially going to break even on that last year, and pay him zero. It's brilliant from their perspective. What about the rest of the offseason? All right. So ESPN predicting the 20 remaining big time free agents like Jordan Montgomery, Blake Snell. And, and this hurts, man, because I went and looked and I just, I was thinking, okay, Rangers in this one? No, Rangers in that one? No. Rangers are not predicted to be the landing spot for any of the 20 big free agents the rest of the way. Rats. Including, now they're in the mix for some of these guys. They're in the mix for. Uh, you know, like a Blake Snell and a Jordan Montgomery. Um, and in terms of Montgomery, the write-up says this. Texas was the heavy favorite to re-sign him at the start of the offseason. Who's writing this? Uh, ESPN did. ESPN wrote this. What is there a specific writer? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was uh, David Schoenfeld. Okay. Friend of the show. Yeah. Heavy favorite. But as his rumored price continued to escalate potentially into the area of $140 million, there have been reports the Rangers have backed off. And then you throw in the status of the TV contract. Now, there's a degree of durability compared to Snell that he offers that uh, Snell does not. He's got Montgomery has three straight seasons of 30 starts. Doesn't have that strikeout number, though. Uh, he made two good playoff starts with the Rangers, scoreless outings against the Rays and Astros. Um and now in the other three starts he had 23 hits, 11 runs and 15 innings. Uh, he just said they just say don't r- rule out a return engagement with the Cardinals. Uh, they predict the Yankees, uh, is where he goes, and the Giants get Blake Snell. Plus, while
0: reporters were all tracking Shohei to Toronto falsely, you were tracking Montgomery's wife, and you've uh you've you've you followed those breadcrumbs, uh and and stalker
3: uh yeah. alerts Bet to where he's really gonna sign. I did uh Boston why she, she is already he is already living there he is living in Boston right now why because his wife started a residency well for her doctor of dermatology or whatever uh in Boston are oh, you saying dermatologists aren't doctors no oh yeah very flippant
4: very flippant well, of the well, uh the uh what did dermatology call perf- Pimple
3: popper MD <laughs> yeah <laughs> um Reference it, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> he's living in Boston now. And if he wants to see his wife, he should sign with the Red Sox.
0: Oh, he should sign with the Rangers, or <laughs> yeah, right.
3: <laughs> so, like, that's hi, honey. Yeah, that's what,
0: um, <laughs> so you get for calling me lazy.
3: It's all like it's, it's so, it stinks because he's already there. He's getting the vibe for the city. He's already me. Who live? Nobody lives in Boston in the wintertime. Yeah. If you don't have to. Right. And he's already doing that. Like, Let's go
0: to Chicago for, you know, three months stay in, in, in the in, winter. In, in December, January,
3: yeah. and February. Right. So, I, I think that him going to the Red Sox is completely likely. And since her residency is basically forcing her to stay there, that's where she got it at, at least. I mean, are we really having a conversation about Jordan Montgomery versus Blake Snell? Are we are
0: we really talking about these two as the same level of option? That is, that's ridiculous. It no. is
4: bang for your buck though, yeah, and is, like yeah. I mean, when you look at, I mean Montgomery because Blake Snell won the Cy Young. Yeah. yeah, Montgomery Montgomery was great though the last six weeks yeah, of the season. He was like he was one of the yeah. better pitchers in baseball. We got it.
0: We got we got to weigh the moment and what you think about the clutch versus what Jordan Montgomery actually is. We're buying high on both. That's very yes. You're buying high on
3: Jordan Montgomery. This is as high as his career value has ever been. Like Blake Snell's going to get more money than Jordan Montgomery. Oh yes.
4: Let's just let's not make a Tyson Chandler error after a championship where you go like, ah, it's kind of the best he's ever played. He only just kind of figured it out when he got here, and we don't really want to pay. And then he goes but on to New York and becomes defensive business, player
3: a smart way to do build a, build the team? Like, don't no.
4: Is th- to let the defensive player of the
3: year walk out no. and your team spirals. No. No. <laughs> no. But like, you were going to overpay for Tyson. It's bad to overpay for people. Yeah. And I, you know if Jordan Montgomery has been this his entire career, then the last three months of last year, of the playoffs, he was something else. When like, you're right,
4: when you're right. Like for instance, in the Mavericks world, they were wrong to say that's overpaying for Nash. They were wrong to say that's overpaying for Jalen Brunson. Like it's that's the way to view it. When you're right, but you got to just make sure you're right. You may think you're overpaying for Montgomery, and then you're not.
3: We oh uh, look, he's been, he's been sorry. he's has been I mean, he's been a great pitcher. He's always been. Uh, Not a strikeout guy, which teams value, but he's always been a very durable 30-star guy. Before you book your travel for the holidays, let's figure out the top lies
0: that pilots tell you and the John McEnroe, Travis Scott tennis shoe that has leaked (laughs) audio going along with it, all followed by Jerry Jones right here on Sean and Arjun. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Good morning, Metroplex. Jerry Jones is coming at you at 8.30 here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Sean Sharif alongside RJ Choppy and our Cowboys insider Bobby Belt. You got two close games last night in the NFL, two upsets, and the Mavs and Stars get it done as well. But how about this? Half of it is a sports story. Travis Scott and John McEnroe are coming out with a shoe together? They're doing a collaboration
4: on a shoe? Most random pairing of all time. Eh, Nelly and Tim McGraw on that uh, big song a couple years back was pretty big.
3: At least they're both musicians. That's true. You know? Yeah. John McEnroe is a... Hang on.
0: What do you know about John McEnroe, (sighs) Peyton?
3: Absolutely nothing. (laughs) He's a professional... um... (laughs) Nothing. Sport. Sport. Tennis. Okay. Tennis. All right. There we go. But well, you don't know anything else. Nothing else. Okay. And he was
4: he was very chill, very, mild-mannered. very like mild mannered. Like he was known man. for just having like this even keel approach. Like okay. like very Peyton Russell. Very much like Arthur Ashe. Yeah. yeah Same. For thing. sure. That's Good why. Job, they, that's why they have a John McEnroe award. For you just that
0: uh, you just showed off your knowledge. Very impressive, Roberto. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm Proud of you. Now, Bobby, do you know anything about his big rival then back in the day? He had a couple rivals. Bjorn Bobby, Borg. The other one who had a hot temper.
4: Uh, I don't.
0: Jimmy Connors?
3: Do you know Oh, that Jimmy is?
4: Connors. Yeah, I know Jimmy Connors. I didn't know that was one of his big rivals. Good job. Yeah. Those shorts,
3: man. Oh, man. Bulges everywhere. <laughs> um, So Travis Scott has, I mean, he's in the shoe game. Big time in the shoe game. Got a golf shoe out. Good luck getting it. You can't get it? And what happens is, is that they sell them at, you know, whatever store, and then people buy them up and then sell them in the secondary market. The entire shoe market. Oh, they're like Costco golf clubs. Exactly. The entire shoe market is basically third-party now. You can't get... I mean, good luck getting a new pair of shoes without trying to go to StockX and paying 220 for them, right? So, he's got this shoe coming out with John McEnroe. The Nike Mac Attack. Uh, it releases, uh, let's see, uh, a week from today, on December 19th. It's going to retail for 120 bucks. Oh. All right? Retail. Again, good luck. Well... This Zoom call was released where McEnroe is on there with Travis Scott and a couple of other people. And you don't really hear the other people talk. But McEnroe is upset that he wants to name this shoe the Cactus Mac, (laughs) whereas Travis Scott wants to name it the Cactus Jack. And they go back and forth on this release Zoom call, and you can absolutely tell that Travis Scott What's no, no part of John Mack he Probably has no idea who he is anyway.
1: Damn it, Travis. Jenny's right. Okay, let's have a bit of a compromise
3: here. Her suggestion is to do a Cactus Mac thing for this one shoe instead of Cactus Jack, okay? Let's, but, but, what, but, but, what but,
2: but John, John, like, I mean, somebody on here got correct me wrong. but just, I never, I, this is my first time i about this. Shit. Cactus Mac was never a thing. Like, Lena, somebody.
3: Come on, man. Show a
2: little respect. This is my shoe. And, uh, I mean, I just not, I'm not really, like, feeling it. It's like something about it just feel a little off. It's like a burger or something. Like, well, I ain't trying to take nothing away from you. I ain't trying to disrespect you. I ain't trying to do nothing like that. I just, you know, trust me, I know more about the knowledge of the shoe than probably anybody. But, like, right now, you know, the, the the young Rage is really the ones that's kind of pushing the needle for what's going on right now. I mean, you just got to trust me on this, bro. Like, look, look.
1: Yo, take a
2: look at this, okay? You see this picture? Bro, I'm not
1: trying to see the old photos. It's gratitude for being Nike's final of John,
0: these look. B- in here, okay? Come on, bro, 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 I'm trying Man, to take no. It. Man, I ain't trying. Hey, look, are you going? John left. John! Hey, try. John! Hey! No, hell no. <laughs> So John left the Zoom meeting like Bobby does in crosstalk a lot of times. Yeah. So
3: unlike him. Uh, so, so unlike him to get all upset. Choppy, I,
0: I I hate to do this to you. I always do this to you nowadays when you send these things. Very interesting story. If it was real. This is so fake. It's, it's not, What's fake? It's fake. They, they This is fake. This isn't real.
4: Marketing. How?
0: PR. Man, we're you're so gullible. That- you're so gullible. You. This is what TikTok has done to you. It's not TikTok. You, you, I know, but this is what TikTok has done to you. It makes you think that all these things are real and all they're, they're legitimate. I would love for this to be real, but there's just no way it is.
3: There's just
1: no
0: See, way See, you is.
3: just think everything's fake. You don't believe anything. Because it is. So it's everything's fake. fake. Everything's is, fake.
4: Yeah, this is. This is my statement on, on this conversation. The, this MFR is not real. <laughs> yeah. According but, to the Tiffany well, Gomez shirt.
0: But, so, are you with me, Bob? This is brilliant marketing because I had no idea that they were even doing a shoe until you sent this story. It's got 6 million views. Man, John Macro act like a fool like that. That's what he does. No, he is that's a fool. The, that, he's playing, he is a fool. He's playing to the... Reputation. Yeah, I think.
4: Yeah, I think I think he is. The show a little respect. Yeah. No, I'm Look,
3: not, <laughs> if, if, if not buying. I'm not the one. I didn't come up with the story. I'm just passing along. What is out there? Yes, I don't care if it's fake. Listen, no, yeah. I don't care if it's real. No, th- it makes no difference to me whether it's real or fake. Uh,
4: of course, uh, chop. We're not saying that like uh, you you brought an intentionally don't fake act like story I'm here. Don't like i John Morosi here. Yeah, I don't
3: care. <laughs> oh no, I'm not
0: insulting you for bringing us the story. No, I'm our just saying evaluation I think is it's fake. It's a marketing oh, ploy. They're uh, they're well, clearly
4: maybe. presenting it as real. So that's not the question. Yeah. The question is, is it's it's similar to. The Aaron Rodgers question. Like, we have to talk about Aaron Rodgers potentially coming back, even though the whole time I was going, this is fake. This is a marketing move. This isn't real. It's the same thing. They're presenting it as real. I'm just saying my sense of it is that it's fake, and my opinion on the shoe is that they are, like, uh, dreary old Nike Air Max shoes is what
3: they look like. They
0: look
4: like Nike Air Max with just an ugly
3: color scheme.
0: So this is a tennis shoe? Tennis, like for tennis? Yeah,
3: it's I mean it's it's a designer shoe, right, too. Like so people will wear it without tennis. Okay. And, and, and what I mean, do look, I looked
0: up to see? Cactus Jack or Cactus Mac? Travis. Uh, here, it's just
3: rare. It's this shoe. It's just it's that. Oh. Uh it's just a Mac. It's a Nike Mac attack. I don't know. Okay. Um Yeah, I mean, look, it makes perfect sense for it to be fake because they're they just happen to be releasing this week before the drop date. But uh. they don't need any promotion for this because people are just gonna gobble this up like they're doing, like you said, with the Costco golf clubs, where you get basically tailor-made ripoffs for a third the price, and people are buying these things at Costco for four hundred bucks and selling them online for sixteen hundred. Okay, wow. and I've got a big problem with that because, like, you got a Costco membership? I do. I have a Costco membership. The reason I pay for that every year, like we all do, is so you go get things Better at wholesale prices, not because some idiot could go buy a dozen of them and then sell them online. Now, if I was a dropshipper, I would do the same thing, but I'm not, so I'm a hypocrite because I'm a hypocrite. I'm one of the five biggest hypocrites in America. I'm proud of it. Who, who else is on that list? Top hypocrites? Yeah.
4: Ooh, I'd love to hear some Ooh, of these names. Man. Uh remember Gavin is awake and probably listening.
3: <laughs> I don't know. That's a good oh, you call the spittle a hypocrite,
4: Bobby? No, no, oh, no, no, nope, nope. nope, no. I'm saying this could have gotten this could have gotten political uh, well, is got what I was Dawson, saying. Dawson, you think is two? No, wow. Yeah. Cool on your list? Oh, his Dak takes yesterday? You call him a hypocrite? I'm saying this list wow. should not get political. Oh. And then Choppy's gonna like if Chopper throw out political
3: names. That's what That's I was saying. That's a great question. I don't I don't know who the top five hypocrites are. I know I'm one of them though. Okay. I I, I will put my I will put my record. Against <laughs> I'll put my anyone. name on it that i will put. put Choppy
4: is second. Number one is Shohei Otani.
3: <laughs> Here you go. I'm by so the way,
0: humble. people want their John Morosi. People are mad at John Morosi for losing money on a yeah. Shohei
3: bet. Betters have betters in Canada took a bath on this John Morosi report burned by him. And like they want like they want they want they want answers. They want answers. They want him fired. They want to sue, uh, the Athletic, and John Morosi. Oh my God! For this report, uh, their their odds were all over the place. Uh, what a swirl! Sue John Morosi. Sue John Morosi and sue the company he works for for allowing this frivolous, erroneous report to get out there. Nope.
0: Like, Own there it.
3: Know. Own it. What do they call betting? It's, it's a what? Uh, it, it, I mean, it, it, it's, it's free will. It's your choice. It's a calculated risk. Calculated
0: risk. Jerry Jones joins us live on Sean, RJ, and Roberto to celebrate the win over Filthy next.
5: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
0: It is now time for the Jerry Jones show. Every Tolo Tuesday at this time here on Sean, RJ and Bobby. And it's brought to you by Ford built for Texas built for you. The toughness of Mike McCarthy. How about Stefan Gilmore? who he did not like the mm. ageist remark no. mm. coming from AJ Brown. Uh, he said, AJ said that to me early in the game that got him worked up. The greatness of Brandon Aubrey Mike McCarthy saying that that may be the loudest crowd that he has ever experienced in Arlington. And, of course, Dak Prescott MVP. And have they waited too long to pay Dak again? Are they Are going to be 0 for 2 in paying Dak sooner mm. rather than later? Or was the price going to be the same as it was six weeks
4: ago? Yeah, I, I think there's a a thought within a lot of NFL circles, like I think a lot of teams subscribe to it, that the idea of quarterback prices are always going to go up and you're always going to be, you know, th- that's not going to be impacted at all. So you might as well just get your cheap years out of it as long as you can. Like run out the contract as long as you can. Get whatever you sign them for before you have to inevitably say. It. So if it's going to always reset and they're always going to, the market's going to keep going up, there's no urgency to go out there and sign right. something
3: and i mean let's just say they save two million dollars what do you really what 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 impact player are you getting for two million dollars i mean you're probably not even show hey otani
4: you're probably
3: <laughs> you're probably <laughs> not even getting a depth role guy at that point right i mean you're getting a reserve all right let's bring in the hall of fame owner and general manager of
0: your dallas cowboys jerry jones here on 105.3 the fan good morning jerry how are you
2: hey man sean rj sean good to be on there
0: Jerry, uh, congratulations on that win against Philadelphia. Let's just talk about the game a little bit and why you think that may have been the best win of Coach McCarthy's Cowboys run.
2: Well, I first of all know it's been uh, uh, in every facet as far as the importance of the game. Uh, and uh, I don't know when we played any better against a quality opponent since Mike's been here. And so um, when you add those two things up and then when you actually look at the overall balance of the game on both sides of the ball, uh, a complimentary football, as Mike has to say, uh, when you weigh that all, uh, I really do stand by that. I think uh, this is uh, a product of um, what he's about, probably more so than any one game that we've played since Mike's been the coach.
3: Even more so than than Tampa in the playoffs last year on the road.
2: Well, again, uh, I'm well aware of the Tampa game. Very proud of that game in the playoffs. But uh, uh, we all know that a playoff win advances you better than we're sitting here right now. But uh, we've got that ahead of us, too. But as far as the game itself, the quality of the opponent, uh, I like this one.
0: Coach, uh, Coach. here I am saying Sean, RJ, Sean, and now Coach Jerry Jones. Uh, Jerry, Talk about the connectivity between the players and coach. After he had the appendix issue, we felt like there was going to be a galvanizing factor in the guys wanting to play for for coach. Did you see that after the news came out? And Just talk about his connection as maybe a player's coach with that locker room.
2: Well, of course, Mike is uh, uh, very much uh, respected for all the right reasons. Uh, He's very fair. He's uh, very uh, very even-handed. He's very knowledgeable. He's won a Super Bowl as a coach, which is rare. Uh, everybody recognizes that. But then uh, he's at this time he's the busiest man there is in Dallas, Texas, I believe, because uh, he's not only the head coach, but he's also the offensive coordinator. And the term is if you're uh, going to call him, you got to install him, and that is quite a on offense. That's quite a. Uh, uh, a, a very uh, big, cumbersome, long, uh, uh, long week that you have preparing, and uh, more so than, than than anybody really. And so uh, he's all of that, and then to have uh, made that work in the middle of uh, to put that together, uh, function at, at that level, uh, at the same time have his appendix removed. He was uh, uh, bound and determined to make this a uh, uh, basically a uh, cause, if you will. Uh, uh, he, uh, We all know that uh, anybody that's had their appendix out uh, early in the week is standing on that sideline for three or three and a half, four hours on uh, Sunday uh, is under some stress and under a little physical pain. So uh, he was able to do all of that. It meant a lot to him to do it. It meant a lot to the team for him to do it really showed uh, uh, just how much uh, the game means to uh, everybody involved.
0: Jerry Jones here on the fan. Of course, all the attention has been on Deron Bland in your secondary, but talk about the job that Stephon Gilmore did the other night uh, against A.J. Brown and that Philly passing attack.
2: Well, I don't know when we've had uh, combinations of secondary play uh, as uh, any more impress, impressive than the other night against Philadelphia, all across the board. You mentioned Ron Bland. Of course, Ron's had his ups and downs, but if you look at the uh, uh, really the definition of a of a great secondary player, especially a, a corner who's matched up pretty good uh, with any given uh, top receiver most of the time. Uh, then um, you basically need to be looking at our secondary because we were outstanding. He led the way at his corner play, but we were outstanding with Bland as well. We were outstanding with our safeties. We played as well at safety as I can ever remember us playing. It reminds me, as a group, the Woodson days. And, um, uh, again, uh, I'm just impressed because uh, we all know this was an outstanding opponent for this day and time and uh, we rose to the occasion.
0: Jerry, when did you believe that Brandon Aubrey was your answer, a kicker, and what <laughs> what is a kick that this guy can attempt that you, that you don't think he'll make?
2: Well, I think the key thing is that when he does attempt one, we know he's got a chance to uh, make it, and uh, we know he's got a chance to make it. Uh, every time that he lines up there to do one of those – Big plus, especially those long field goals, but really any of those field goals uh, you've got to hit it right, and uh, he's about as consistent when called upon in those clutch situations uh, as uh, you can ask for and uh, what a story, uh, beautiful story for uh, uh, a guy that uh, has has not only distinguished himself as a as a, as a kicker and a competitor but has also become an integral part of how this team wins. And uh, we don't have that kind of kicking out there Sunday, and we've got a different ballgame.
4: Jerry, you guys sit at 10-3 and three now, which is the same record you had through 13 games last year. You were 9-4 and four the year before that. Obviously, those seasons didn't end the way you wanted them to, but what is your greatest reason for optimism that this year is going to be different?
2: Well, I, I really think that uh, uh, Dak uh, – Dak uh, playing uh, uh, the way he's playing, uh, the way he's playing um, uh, in coordination with uh, what Mike's wanting uh, it to be on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, uh, Understanding uh, with uh, uh, maybe as a result of the uh, time that he and Mike have spent together, but the understanding of, of uh, uh, just uh, the field position the again the complementary football, and what a head coach that has uh, been around the what I call a walk around head coach that has been walking around or been around all phases of the football uh, they have a little different perspective when they're calling the plays on offense if they're the coordinator as well, and it's more complementary. And I think we're getting the benefit of that. But uh, I think Dak's adaptation to uh, what uh, Mike wanted to, uh, the direction he wanted us to go in is big.
3: Jerry Jones on us here, 105 Through the Fan. We have talked about all year or late, late last few weeks, uh, this run is great. Want to see them do it against a team with a winning record. Did that with against Philadelphia. It was a great win. Is there another hurdle or benchmark that you want to see this team kind of hit before you get towards the postseason?
2: Well, this uh, game we're playing this weekend against the Bills, uh, but they're a dangerous team, and uh, uh, they can be at any given time. They can be as good as anybody in the NFL in my mind, and they've got the kind of players. They've got the quarterback, uh, and they're just a good team, and we're going to play them at home of all the places that a home field advantage uh, is different than the normal games you play is Buffalo, New York. And uh, I'm not – I don't know what the forecast is right now. Maybe you guys do, but still. uh, But this game coming up here will be as good a challenge as uh, uh, we could have. And uh, it's – I'm going to use the word again. It's formidable to step up there and come out of here with a win. So uh, no farther. We don't have to look any farther up the road than about five days from now.
0: Jerry, right now it's looking like a high of 46, partly sunny with 12-mile-per-hour winds. Will you take that?
2: I'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> <That's just laughs> uh, here we are in the middle of December in Buffalo, New York. Uh, uh, the gods are looking out after us.
4: Speaking of home field advantage, Jerry, and and what a big boost it can be to a team, you guys have established one of the bigger home field advantages in the NFL now. 15 straight victories at at t Stadium. You guys have you know, consistently put up 40-plus points there all year. Given how well you guys play at home there, do you think it's more important for you guys to gain home field advantage than, you know, most teams or or really any team in the NFL?
2: Um, It um, is great to be before the largest crowd in the NFL, and that's what we are. Uh, And that has to give – it has to account for something. Uh, I think the fact that we are have this streak going, it shows that it is, is an edge. Uh, I know that uh, it uh, completely, playing at our, our place, eliminates the weather factor in any way. And uh, we uh, uh, obviously uh, are comfortable playing there. So I think if you look at all of that, I would say that the kinds of things that you can do short of your preparation, Short of your having where you being as close to where you want to be on player availability, uh, that's probably uh, right there in the next uh, three or four important things on your on a five fingered hand. So uh, it's big, and that's why you play as hard as you do for it. That and uh, to be in front of your own fans, and that's big.
3: Jerry, I, I've never necessarily cared for the the way the seating works in the postseason. If you all went out. And Philadelphia wins out. You're both fourteen and three. Um, and then the loser of the division would be on the road against a team currently under five hundred. Is is that is the, is the way the seating is? Is that fair? Sh- should the league look into changing that a division winner, regardless of record, gets home field over a team that that could have fourteen wins?
2: Yeah, uh, it's according to which side of that equation your team is on <laughs> that given year. And uh, we lose uh, along the way. That fair thing gets uh, 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 mitigated a little bit. <laughs> and it's like fair in business being fair in so many things. It's almost a misnomer. And uh, those are the rules. And we play, we start off everybody understanding what they are and you uh, live with them. Uh, it, um, uh, I'm not so sure what the success ratio of that team is that has that lower record. Resultively speaking, I'm not for sure what it is. I ought to look it up. But uh, it uh, it can't be a high percentage of them that go on through. The one that just is burned in my forehead is that New York Giants that uh, came in here and beat us when we had the number one seed and we'd won two regular season games against them. And then they go up what I call the backside and win the whole, win the entire thing and win the Super Bowl. Now, that is good for football. Bad for the Cowboys when that happened. But the fact that the uh, uh, seed that had had a, may I say, average uh, record during the year was able to win it all shows uh, how ready you need to be to play playoff football.
4: Talking with Cowboys owner and general manager Jerry Jones here on 105 through the fan. Jerry, uh, Dak Prescott did a sit down interview with uh, Jason Garrett ahead of the Sunday night football game. And he told him that the loss to San Francisco was a real wake up call for a lot of guys, especially on offense. And that things really changed in the game plan after that. As tough as that loss was, do you think that may have sort of inadvertently saved the season that you guys had that pivot point?
2: I don't know that I will say save the season uh, because, um, uh, you know, each one of these games, especially in those early games uh, of a season, each one of them are formative. And uh, you're learning a lot of things that dictate the direction you're going to be going uh, or or have you evaluate the direction that you want to go. And so uh, I think that's the case. And uh, I think we saw that uh, uh, some things that we needed to do on defense. I think we saw some things that we need to do with Dak, probably uh, get his legs involved in things a little bit more. And uh, uh, so uh, that's, uh, those are the kinds of adjustments we made. The big thing that I would say about that game is that was then, this is now, which is a natural thing for me to say. But really, we have evolved in execution in our offense. And we're closer to the kinds of things that Mike had in mind when he started putting this these, uh, may I say again, adjustments into the offense last spring. And so we're executing those. More importantly, the players believe in those uh, things, that those nuances of this offense. Now, that's been the big change on what, how we're able to play offensively.
0: Jerry, we know how much uh, respect and regard you have for Romo and vice versa. Uh, the other day, you put Dak's name in that category of wanting to get him a Super Bowl, as you mentioned, that as one of your biggest football regrets. Can you just talk about that a little bit, why yep. you decided it was time that Dak can also belong in that type of conversation?
2: Well, he's, uh, he's earned, uh, if you look at uh, uh, what he's brought to the table during his career, um, we should uh, have been smart enough to put some enough around him uh, that have gotten him uh, up there uh, competing for uh, a Super Bowl. And as it turns out, you really do need, I don't care what your role is in the NFL, ultimately, if you don't have a Super Bowl, uh, uh, being near it, being around it, but if you don't have a Super Bowl, uh, that thing has a, uh, a really uh, – you, you have to uh, uh, put a, almost an asterisk, asterisk beside it uh, if you get the kind of recognition as an individual or a player. That's the—that's the, uh, what we put on the value of the Super Bowl. But get it, and it erases a lot of the frailties that that particular team, coach, player has. So uh, that Super Bowl uh, does a magical thing to the performance of a player or a team in the year you win it.
4: Jerry, you know, there was a lot of discussion when Dak Prescott got, got his last contract that, oh, wow, he got, he was able to get all the way to the end of that contract. They weren't able to take advantage of the last year of his rookie deal where they could structure some things differently. And and you've headed, you know, you're you're entering the final year of his deal next year as well. And, and there's sort of been this discussion point that have they waited too long on quarterback? Are they, are they allowing him to, to up his market value and then ultimately you're having to pay more than you would have had you just got it done earlier? W- what do you have to say to that line of thinking or, or that question about should you try to take care of the quarterback's contract
2: as early as possible? Yeah, and uh, you have you started your question. It's a long one. <laughs> but it you is. Started, but, you, but you started your question with, uh, there's been a lot of discussion. And that's how you start your question. So I'm going to cut right to the chase. Don't pay any attention to discussion. That makes meaningless. Uh, the only uh, thing that is uh, factual here is what I decide and what uh, we decide as a team and what Dak decides. And uh, uh, so all of that has should have the nuances of that relationship as to that team and that player. And that's the way that it is. So uh, uh, but we uh, know exactly where we are on the contract, years left on the contract. And uh, we uh, uh, should be and are about as close in on uh, that uh, uh, type of communication, uh, the kinds of things that you would hope that they uh, have at least body language uh, uh, signals. Uh, you'd hope that all of that was alive and well. And uh, it remains to, uh, the timing on it remains to be seen.
0: Jerry, I have a uh, Zeke Who t-shirt after you guys uh, uh, capitalize on that marketing opportunity. What have you done for Here We Go? What is being planned in the Jerry Jones, Charlotte Jones marketing mind to get that somehow on some merchandise?
2: Well, I know this, that uh, if you were ever going to have uh, different Uh, different merchandise let's say uh, in the marketplace the time you want to do it is uh, times like now and uh, obviously uh, 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 you can't keep enough uh, uh, merchandise and enough unique slogans uh, relative to merchandise you can't keep enough of it out there so uh, uh, that's all great Uh, I would remind you and I'm not so sure that's your question, but we're the only team, uh, only team that I know of in sport that I'm aware of that uh, build our own merchandise. We uh, build it. We have it uh, done in different countries uh, plus the U.S. And uh, we then bring it in and we directly uh, distribute it wholesale-wise and we directly uh, 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 work with the um, retailers to uh, get that done. And we're the only team that does that, so it gives us enormous flexibility on being able to chase the market, so to speak. And uh, the market's uh, exciting time, hot time, and, boy, we want every Cowboy fan there is to uh, have something that uh, commemorates this season.
0: Jerry Jones here on The Fan. Random question I've been wanting to ask you for a while. How has the Netflix filming gone? Can you give us any little tease and what are we going to get to see as, as Cowboy and football fans when it, when it eventually is done and, and finalized?
2: Well, you're talking about my new best friends. We're together constantly. <laughs> and uh, we uh, are together in and around uh, uh, for the preparation of the team, uh, many sensitive uh, 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 meetings regarding that. Uh, uh, we, uh, of course, uh, to get the right stuff, you need to get it all. And uh, so uh, we're in some very sensitive places. Uh, they were with me constantly. My uh, grandson was involved uh, with his last game at home with uh, with uh, the uh, uh, Longhorns in Austin. They were all there then. Uh, they were with me all the way up in Missouri, out uh, deer hunting with me, and uh, so. Mm-hmm and with my entire family, and at that particular time, it amounts to about 40 or 50 people. So uh, they've been every place with us this, uh, during this past uh, few months and yeah. will continue to be for uh, probably a year or two.
3: Jerry, I wanted to get your take on the Kadarius Toney uh, Chiefs ending, that penalty. Well, was it right to give him that penalty there in that situation if they hadn't been letting it go all game or without a warning? Uh, I know it's a point of emphasis this year for the league.
2: Yeah, Uh, we've had that uh, several times. They will often warn you. They'll certainly do it early in the game, and they'll certainly do it on the first time. Uh, I don't recall uh, being warned uh, at the end of a game in a critical situation. I don't recall us being warned. I'm sure we have been. Uh, But uh, that's a part of that competition right there is when you're in a hurry-up, you're either running out of time or you're under stress, Uh, you're tired, the players are tired, Uh, this is a part of the challenge of playing football. And so uh, to the end that uh, uh, you should have something that uh, let's see somebody about a lineman pre-stab and let's get it right to help uh, save the play is just not a part of that uh, uh, officiating um, uh, playbook. And so that doesn't, the penalty doesn't surprise me at all.
0: Jerry, last thing. I just want to ask you this as, as as a businessman, the Shohei Otani baseball deal, not sure whether you saw it, but 700 million. And yesterday it came out. They're going to pay him 2 million a year for the next 10 years to defer the payments to help the Dodgers spend. Now, do you just have business thoughts on that where the contracts have gone and we're a little bit bitter and jealous that the Dodgers are going to be able to get away with paying him $2 million a year for the next 10. Just any thoughts on the biggest deal in the history of sports?
2: Well, when I bought the Dallas Cowboys, this is my thought. When I bought the Dallas Cowboys, uh, the amount that I paid for the team, for ultimately the entirety, the amount that I paid take about 15% of that. And that was a guaranteed Uh, a total overall cost for Herschel Walker. Well, the uh, rules are that if you guarantee a contract, you've got to put that in escrow. You've got to put the equivalent of a letter of credit. Mm. You've got to assure the other teams that the money is going to be there to pay it. Mm. Uh, We hadn't done that, the Cowboys. And so as a part of me buying the team, I had to not only go up and guarantee the pension plan, but also had to guarantee Herschel Walker's contract. And even at those times, 1989, that represented 10% of the entire value of the team. And so put it, put it apples to apples, what a dollar was then as opposed to a dollar now. (laughs) And uh, those kinds of things uh, 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 kept to put it in perspective uh, are are there. That's part of uh, pro football and pro baseball. Thank
0: you for the time and the awesome answers, as always. We appreciate it, and have a warm trip in Buffalo.
2: Thanks, guys. Jer- Let's go get them, boy. Yes, sir. That's another nail batter. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Jerry Jones, brought to you by Ford. Let's react to Jerry and why RJ thinks the Bills may sneak out of the AFC still. Final hour, Tolo Tuesday next.
5: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.